Today's episode is brought to you by Diane Kinlaw of Go Prime Mortgage and Jamie Tulak of EXP Realty. Thank you for listening to the Guys Who Do Stuff podcast. Visit guyswhodostuff.com. You probably shouldn't Google that. Welcome to the Guys Who Do Stuff podcast. I'm Joe. And I'm Josh. Josh is back. Welcome back. Thanks, dog. You can be on your foot now. That's exciting. I'm weight-bearing this You're week. You're weight-bearing. Yeah. It means I, you can drive. I get to park in handicap spots and crutch my way around the world. You're like a big boy. I am a big boy. And I get a lot of sympathy. <laughs> and People open the door for me. <laughs> I just learned to say thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel good about using your handicap thing? I mean, it's a pain to get out of your car and go well, across a big old parking lot. Yeah, it expires, what, March 20. So yeah. I've got another month to milk it. I do I do enjoy it. I'd rather, I, I'm the kind of guy that likes to park far away to get some exercise. Right. So it's I'll go back to that. Mm-hmm. For now, I'll take it. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're up and about, man. Thanks, Joe. Good to have you. I missed you the last couple of weeks. I miss you too, Joe. Well, uh, we're going to jump into today. And today we've got a special guest, Chuck Brewer, who actually Josh met while he was rest up. Well, one of the things that comes out of these you know, situations in life is that you get to meet new people and build new relationships and discover new things. And one of the things I've discovered is that I enjoy watching birds eat. And uh, <laughs> so eloquently put. Well, I'm laying on the sofa on my what I call the healing couch, and I look out this big window through the dining room, and I see this space, and I'm like, there needs to be something in that space in the backyard. Birds, bird feeder. I need to see birds. And then, sure enough, I called what was my bird store in Cary, and they don't have any sort of way to deliver or order online, and they pointed me to the Wild Birds Unlimited store in Chapel Hill. So I call up the Wild Birds Unlimited store in Chapel Hill, and this gentleman named Chuck answers, and we have this great conversation, and he really gave me confidence about what to what direction to go in, and he said, hey, I can come by and set up the bird feeder for you since you're on the couch recovering from surgery. And I said, man, really? He said, yeah. I said, that'd be awesome. Here's Chuck. Chuck, hello. Hey, yep, it's me, Chuck. Yeah. Hey, Chuck. Welcome. You're Thank Chuck. You. I am Chuck. Do you go by Charles? Occasionally. So uh, tell us a little bit about your company and yourself. My wife and I bought a Wild Birds Limited franchise about four and a half years ago. We were both ready for a career change. There's a point in any career where you, you have to either grow or move. Right. As we're both definitely at that point. We were actually on vacation in Florida. I was going through my email. Uh, both my, I used to shop at the same carry store that uh, Josh does. We were, so we were on their mailing list, and they sent out an email on behalf of the Chapel Hill Wild Birds Unlimited saying that the store is for sale. When I saw that, I thought, that was it. That's all I thought of for the rest of that trip was researching franchises, reading about yeah. the Wild Birds Unlimited franchise, and trying to figure out how to really make the thing work. I really like North Carolina. I definitely have fond memories of doing road trips to Disney World and mm-hmm. <laughs> from Connecticut in the winter. North Carolina was a place where if you got out of the car, the rest area, it first started seeming warm. Yeah. You, I ever, mean, you know John Mayer's from Connecticut, right? John Mayer. No. Your body is a wonderland, Chuck? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not saying that to you. I'm saying that's, that's a John Mayer song. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, I never made the connection. No. <laughs> like connect. You don't say that. No, no. Does anybody say that? Uh, you do. 
I thought it's Connecticut. <laughs> no, that's just when you're trying to spell it. I don't think so. Oh, Lord, help me. Anywho. <laughs> so you and your wife, you're you're in Florida. You're on yeah. vacation. You're yeah. both considering a career change. Yeah. You get this email, which kind of serves as a catalyst to yeah. like changing the course of your vacation. So you start researching everything you can yeah. about franchise ownership mm-hmm. and everything. So what, what were some of the things that you learned about franchise ownership? One thing that I was really impressed with, well, Bridge and Limited as far as the they're very honest and legit and yeah. they really want you to succeed and they really don't seem to have any great goals to make themselves rich. Sure. As far as everything is, I mean, certainly obviously their franchise fees and royalties and stuff, mm-hmm. but really that's in the service of perpetuating the franchise. Gotcha. As opposed to like, yeah, so some rich like they cared about their owners and they took they, care of them. Exactly. Yeah. And because uh, one thing too, as soon as you start looking at one franchise, you can't help but like, yeah, say, so, oh, if you're interested in this franchise, you'd be interested in this franchise. Because the funny thing about them is there's like zero, I mean, I have no interest in owning any other franchise. <laughs> I mean, so many franchises, really, it's about hiring and training teenagers or 20-somethings. And that's not what I'm interested in. Well, did you have that revelation I had where it's like, oh, my gosh, birds are awesome. Yeah. I want to be with bird, do something with birds, like. I've always enjoyed feeding birds. My wife, Felicia, she's, she was active with the Audubon Society when, in Florida, where she's from. She's really great at identifying birds, and she certainly enjoys feeding birds. When I bought my house, one of the first things I did was get a bird feeder. Of course, I did what everybody else does, is you go to Home Depot, you buy a bird feeder in a box, <laughs> as a baffle, as a bowl, as everything. And then in like uh, less than a year, the whole thing falls apart. Yeah, the squirrels are up in it, eating it, yeah. and it's just falling apart. And so then, the, of course, I went to Wild Birds Limited and Carry, and I got a pole system and feeders and stuff. And so, in fact, we have a live feed on YouTube. Oh, really? And it's it's on our feeder station. And the and what you see there is all stuff, with the exception of maybe a feeder or two, that pre-existed the the camera and the store. We have to make it a, per, a point to plug that link. It's pretty cool. You get to see the bird feeder not yep. 24-7. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When it's daylight. Yes. Well, yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> so I want to go back to that time in Florida. It's yeah. vacation. Yeah. And you're taking a break from work, which is what you should be doing. And then you get excited about a new kind of work. Yeah. What motivated you to pull the trigger and say, I think we should do this? And was your wife on board initially? Oh, she was totally on board. Yeah. I mean, she... Yeah, she was definitely ready for a change. Yeah. She worked as a department manager in a testing laboratory for water and that sort of thing. Okay. Again, she was I mean, just, there's some yeah. management changes and stuff. So she was going to jump in with you. You guys were going to do it together. Yeah. So are exactly. you guys the main employees? Do you have other employees? Yeah. We, right now we have two employees who are working out pretty well. Definitely that's probably our biggest challenge is staffing. Yeah. Because ultimately we would really like to have a manager that we have. I mean, we can cameos and we can be there when we want to be there but uh, it'd be really nice to have the thing kind of self-sufficient yeah how long ago did you guys start the franchise it was about, purchase it yeah it was about four and a half years ago four and a wow. half years yeah. ago you guys have really taken flight so it's, yeah <laughs> so to speak yeah. sitting on that one <laughs> <laughs> probably just started with just you and your wife how did how did that go was it yeah we actually had some employees there was a pre-existing franchise okay it actually came with some staff members mm-hmm. but ultimately I'm still with you no no yeah, uh, yeah we. <laughs> you found out they they don't like birds. I think we were just more of a business. So this was your first time owning a franchise, correct? It is. Yep. Did you have any mentors along the way? Anybody giving you guidance? We were just talking about that, right? Certainly, that's one advantage of a franchise is the franchise. I'm there. 
kind of your mentor. Right. Uh, and certainly the other store owners are supportive. Because they're invested in your success too, because if the if the total entity is a success, then that helps them. Right. And also, I mean, I think they certainly, I, I know I enjoy talking about business stuff. Yeah. And so. Well, that's kind of a, one of the big pluses then of doing a franchise, huh? Is you kind of have a built-in mentorship. Exactly. Between the corporate training that you have and the people that are probably assigned. Do you have somebody that's assigned to your store? Do you have a we corporate do. representative? Yeah. And they kind of come and go. But yeah. Is, uh, a, and what is their role? They can help you put together your projections and your forecast for the next year. What do you think the best piece of advice you got from the Wild Birds Unlimited was for as far as being a successful franchise owner? Since it's a franchise, they want to make the stores match. Okay. So that people that are in one Wild Birds Unlimited in one place are comfortable on a Wild Birds Limited in another place. Mm -hmm. And so the, the color scheme and the floors and that sort of thing. You're in Chapel Hill, right? Yes. Have you tapped into that Chapel Hill college scene at all, like at birds and dorms or stu do students come and see you or it's uh, you go to campus with some birds? I really wish that Chapel Hill was closer to Apex where we live uh, uh, because that's part of the kind of the blocks between that is just that we don't socialize much in Chapel Hills, <laughs> we would otherwise, I think. Yeah. Well, you seem to have a real grassroots sort of organic following in Chapel Hill, regardless yep. of where you live. So four and a half years, you and your wife have been running this franchise. What have you learned? Like, what have been some of the takeaways? Anything surprise you from working for somebody else, from working to yourself? It's amazing how many little tasks there are. Yeah. It's basic. they're things that if you don't do them, nobody will do them. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of hard even in like internalizing how much work it is because none of the individual ones are difficult. Right. Yeah. And that can definitely, it can stack up you as a business owner because there's nobody else there if you don't do the little right. thing. Exactly. Unless they, you have delegated. The right. And, and certainly time management and trying to figure out when right. to do which tasks. I feel like that's been a struggle or you're getting better at it. Is it getting more of a struggle? Definitely getting better at it. Yeah. And, and also I think I've, Finding I'm pretty good at it. Yeah. Uh, though I'm not, I need to be better about making to-do lists. Yeah. I, I don't really do to-do lists. <laughs> ah. Some people recommend that they, you shouldn't even do them. That's you right. just focus on the first couple of things that are the most important that day and not worry about the to-do list. Right. And I figure if I don't remember to do it, then it can be that <laughs> important. <laughs> I mean, uh, you have this brain, right? It should work, right? Yeah, you should remember but, uh, recall. I mean, what were some of the challenges you faced early on? Did you ever have a moment like, oh dear, what did I do? I'm doing my kind of own accounting. Yeah. Uh, I did some online courses and things on QuickBooks and stuff. Yeah, that's learning a whole new skill set. Yeah. Well, that's applying what you did in your previous career with testing and researching and coming out with data and proving things. You can apply that, right? And well, so, I mean, it's, again, I have a brain, I guess. <laughs> and it's not a bird brain. <laughs> but definitely new skills. Right. Are you still doing your accounting or have you off? -site? I'm still doing it. Yeah. I mean, the, I have an account who does the taxes. And yeah. Just, it's on my mind now because I just had to finish the stuff for the year. To, the birds to have no idea how much work goes into feeding them. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that's all. They don't care. Yeah. They don't care. They care. <laughs> They're just there. What were some of the things that you found particularly challenging? Luckily for me, my wife, she does most of the marketing. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's tag team, huh? Yeah, exactly. You just have to make it clear to each other exactly which responsibilities are whose and which responsibilities are yours things need to get done but also you need to have the freedom to do it your way right i've settled into the tasks that are mine and the tasks yeah. that are hers it's probably a lot similar to like division of labor in a house you know once yeah. you, oh exactly once you figure out who does what 
then you don't have to worry. I don't know if you remember, like, I know for me, like, early on, we would fight over the dumbest stuff, like... You and I, or you and Laura? No, me and Laura. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'd fight about, like, the way stuff got done. Very important, loading the dishwasher properly. Yeah. <laughs> As time goes on, you figure that stuff out. I can't think yeah. of the last time we had an argument over something, like, how something got done. Right. So now it's just like, oh, did it get done? Great. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. No. And, and that's the only thing, too, that it's the franchise. I mean, they also understand how important that is. And actually, in the contract you signed with the franchise they have a list of responsibilities which obviously mm-hmm. it's not a all-inclusive list you initial which tasks you're gonna be responsible for oh so they're trying to set you up for success exactly sure that, that right yes. our title sponsors for this show are diane kinlaw and jamie tulak Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or wish to refinance, why not seek the counsel of a friend who happens to know the triangle housing market better than the back of her hand? As your local lender, Diane Kinlaw knows how important this area is to you because it's her home too. That's why she's made it a goal not to just be the best loan officer around, but a community leader supporting small businesses with referrals and networking events and supporting local charities with frequent fundraisers. If you're looking to move to Holly Springs or the surrounding area, or maybe interested in a refinance to lower your term or rate, Diane offers a wide array of programs to fit your family's needs. Let her be a part of your path home. A home doesn't have to be a dream. Let Diane make it a reality. You can contact us at www.goprime.com and search for Diane or call 919-624-9541. GoPrime Mortgage Incorporated, company NMLS number 69551. Diane Kinlaw, NMLS number 1600777. GoPrime is an equal housing opportunity lender. Today's show sponsor, Jamie Tulak of eXp Realty, has a passion for serving clients and nearly a decade of industry experience as a top producing realtor and designer. Jamie Tulak of eXp Realty will help you reach your real estate goals. Whether you're buying, selling, investing, or renting in today's market, having an experienced real estate expert working for you is crucial. And don't forget to ask her about her hometown heroes credit for military, police, firefighters, teachers, and medical providers. Contact Jamie Tulak today at 559-707-1913. That's 559-707-1913. MRP certified. You guys ever let birds loose in the store? No, though that's funny. Somebody just came in with a budgie. Oh, did they? Yeah, little was, Australian budgie. Yeah, it was uh, ran into the glass at the ABC store. Oh gosh, and it was it was hurt. I don't know. It was just a little stunned. I can't let that moment pass. The the bird ran into the glass at the ABC store. What was it drinking? <laughs> you had a pigeon bringing you something from the ABC store. <laughs> no, the no, to, let's get this. Yeah, story well, one of the guys who works at the ABC store found okay. the thump and Heard investigated, thump. found the bird. And since we we're Wild Birds Unlimited, he thought this would be the natural place. He to thought this bring is your problem. <laughs> <laughs> he brings him in and lets like, him. Look, man, rip. when some drunk guy throws up in yeah. my parking lot, yeah, I'll come get yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the bird got away from him momentarily and flew right towards Mason, the fluffy cardigan corgi. Don't go to the dog. <laughs> oh, gosh. Are you involved in any of the Chamber of Commerce or any kind of networking stuff for other business owners? Thought about that. They haven't actually reached out to me. There's We have a sticker on our. Uh, d- door from Chamber of Commerce, I think 2009. <laughs> <laughs> it came from the last previous. So <laughs> certainly there, that's come up with other uh, store owners. So, yeah. And I think depending upon, I guess, the locale, they've somehow had more success than others. Right. I love your story about you were doing something, you guys felt like it had run its course and it was time to do something else. 
and you decided to be one of the brave and few brick and mortar business owners that still exist in this age of Amazon and mm-hmm. everything. So I'm really curious from your perspective, you run a franchise, you are, you're doing your thing. What is your guys' definition of success? You're kind of in a position where if we have enough money saved for retirement, mm-hmm. that as long as we can kind of pay our living expenses, we're good. That's actually the store is working out that way. So success for you guys is getting to keep going yeah, exactly. until you're ready yeah. to retire. In retirement, do you hope to have the store keep running, but you have a manager in place and somebody uh, else runs it? If we have somebody that can run the store, yeah. then we'll keep it. If it turns out that we can't, then we'll sell the oh, store. You look like you're away from retirement. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I think about five years from now, I think we might be ready for something new. Oh yeah, that uh, soon, huh? 10 years, I think seems like a good stint for right. store ownership. And also with, I think the new skills that we've gotten with like owning a, bus- a small business, I think they'll, there are opportunities that may arise where sure. we can uh, take advantage of them. Yeah. Things that quite aren't so demanding time-wise. So walk me through like a, a week in the life of a franchise owner. Radio interviews for podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of try to split the time. On weekends, both my wife and I are, are there. We, the staff aren't there unless we have special events. Because okay. uh, every month we do in-store programs. And this Saturday, there's going to be one on Bluebirds. Bluebirds. Uh, Bluebird landlording as far as setting up boxes and things for them. I love that. Bluebird landlording. <laughs> you don't want to be a bluebird slumlord. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you don't want to be that. So I'm a, I am a bluebird landlord, and my mother gave me a bluebird house that was in our family, and I put it on a four-by-four four in the yard, and there are bluebirds checking it out. I think they have a realtor with them, and they come by every week. <laughs> I mean, I looked in there yesterday, and there's nobody living in there right now, but I've seen them going in and out. And you have a bird photographer coming in to do a thing in, in the future, I've seen Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And my wife, she organizes all these events. That's great. All right. So tell me a little bit about was the desire to start the franchise because of your love for birds and bird watching? Was it because you wanted to change careers and do something new or was it a combination of both? I think, well, certainly both. The main thing I think was changing careers. Right. I think we we were kind of stuck in a rut and I think it was definitely what needed, but also it was something where, I mean, it seems like such a perfect fit. Right. For both of us. Yeah, that's exciting. I think that matches up with a lot of people from what we've heard on this show. It might not be like the the thing that they're doing might not be the utmost passion, but they find passion in it. And for a lot of people, you know, business is business. And uh, a job is is important and it's a it's work and it's what we do with our time. But I do have some questions about birds. And now that we got an expert, Josh, I don't know if you have any bird questions either. One thing I was always (laughs) told as a kid was that if you touched a baby bird then its mom would like abandon it and not come back and feed it. Is that something where they just tell that to kids to get them to not touch baby birds, or is that true? True or false, Chuck? It's it's not true. It's not I mean, true. It's not true. I mean, the, the parents don't care. <laughs> <laughs> like free babysitting? Yeah, is that exactly. <laughs> you can just watch out for that kid. Feed them. Yeah, no, yeah, no. If, the, if you do find a fledgling, you can pick it up and put it back in the nest, and it's uh, the parents won't care one way or the other. Yeah. What are some of the common misperceptions that people have about feeding birds and customers that come into your store? What are some of the things that they get wrong the most? Well, certainly feeding the birds. I mean, the birds are not going to become dependent upon your your feeders. Yeah. That's generally, it's still going to be a small People might percentage. be concerned that they're taking away the bird's ability to thrive in the wild. Exactly. Right. Okay. And so it's, there's no... No, there's no harm no from yeah, exactly. You're not spoiling them. <laughs> 
I guess if that were true, you'd have just a bunch of fat birds around bird feeders that couldn't even fly. Do you guys sell those bird feeders that have the little motor when it gets depressed that it flings the squirrel off? No, we don't. We do have other ones where the way the squirrel closes the ports. Yeah. But the... The ones that fling the squirrel off, I mean, they, I mean, you, you pay for the mechanism. Right. But you have to periodically charge the battery in it. Squirrels learn. So you, you don't actually generally. So it's only eat. fun for a minute. It's, it's not like exactly only fun stuff. until they learn. And then it's, uh, you, you don't get to see them flung off over and over unless you, I mean, I mean, I think there's some squirrels that are more so you persistent. got a really dumb squirrel. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Just a really dense yeah. squirrel. his whole life being thrown off the feet. Yeah. I, I use the baffle. Uh, Chuck hooked me up with a squirrel baffle. So I see him climb up in there and climb back out. And, and uh, the same squirrel doesn't do it twice. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. And it's always funny when they climb up in the baffle. They, they spend some time up there. Yeah, they spend some time yeah exactly. So you like, see the squirrel go up, and then you, you th- it's been up there long enough that you think you like blinked and missed it, but yeah. then it comes back out. So it's like two minutes is hanging out inside the baffle. That's definitely what we recommend is the, if you have a baffled pole, it's as long as you can place it more than 10 feet from something the squirrels can jump from. Now, what, to what extent do birds communicate with other birds to say, hey, down the road, take a left, there's a feeder there. Or they just yeah. they happen to fly over and see it, or is that their habitat? What's their circle yeah. circumference of? They just shoot out a tweet. <laughs> <They're> tweet. <laughs> That's a good question. I don't really know it's exactly how far right? they move. I mean, they're definitely there's all I, these little bird facts that float around. Like yeah. the thing I asked you about the chickadees: does, is it true that their brains swell two to three times their normal size yeah. in the winter, so they right. can see food better and that sort of thing? I mean, it's yeah. possible, but how yeah. do we really know? Right. right. Well, that was about remembering locations where they like, yeah. hit stashed food. It, it, May or may not be true. I haven't looked at the yeah. I got another bird question okay. while we got the expert in here. Bring it what down. about the whole thing where at weddings they throw rice? Do mm-hmm. birds actually swell up and explode if they get fed a bunch of rice? I haven't heard that one. What do you think? Yeah, I I doubt it, but I... I, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't. Somebody would have put that online yeah. by now if that was yeah. a thing. Birds will explode. <laughs> what, eating uncooked rice? Yeah, I think it's just something about it swelling in their stomach or something. I don't huh. know. Interesting. Yeah. May not be good for it. Well, if they eat it, but. isn't it their fault? <laughs> Obvious question. What's your favorite bird? Well, there's a hermit thrush. Ooh. A and hermit thrush. and yeah. it's, I guess part of the reason why I like it is because it, it's a winter bird that we just have in the winter. Okay. So it's something that. Do you only see it in the winter? You only see it in the winter. That one sounds like a like a metal band from yeah. like <laughs> hermit thrush. in the 90s. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> hermit thrush. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Back to a little bit about the, the franchise there and being a business owner. What systems or processes do you wish you would have put in place sooner? Oh, yeah. It would be nice to actually have more documented procedures for the staff. There are a lot of things that we pass on to our employees, and then they they do it that way. But then when there's new staff, they just do it their way, and then it's like... Exactly. It doesn't doesn't even occur to you that there's multiple ways of doing it, and then it's like, okay, well, we need to document this because we we like doing it our way right? or the, the way it was done in the past. So what advice would you give to people thinking about purchasing a franchise? It's a commitment. Do you think that it's easier than starting a business? I mean, you haven't, have you started one from scratch that's not a no, I, No, I have not started a business from scratch. Do you get a feeling that gets, it'd be easier, more difficult? Oh, I think it would definitely be more difficult. Yeah. Uh, in, in this case too, since this was an existing store, we figured that we'd do at least as good as the previous owner. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it meant we had a baseline. Right. Uh, so we knew that, I mean. You had like a year's worth of documents showing that the store did business and what to expect. Right, exactly. Yes. In fact, actually, we have it, the information going back to it when it was opened. And 
2004. Right. Uh, so you can really see kind of the, I mean, what's the worst possible year? What's the sure. best possible year? And that would give you a ton of confidence as a business Exactly, owner, right, like, exactly. This is, this is how it was. Right, and, and it meant that day one we had uh, a customer base. There's no question it's a lot of work. If uh, something were to happen with Wild Birds Unlimited, would you consider doing another franchise? This particular franchise is, has such a perfect fit with uh, my interest and Alicia's interest. It'd be hard to that, imagine anything. That else I, I can't really out. imagine anything uh, that would be such a good fit for yeah. both of us. But tell us a little bit about your store and where people can come find out about it and, and shop there. And okay, our store is located in uh, Chapel Hill North Shopping Center. It's on Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, just south of Forty. Certainly, we have a Facebook page that my Wife does a great job maintaining. And you got the weekly events on Saturdays? Uh, monthly events. Monthly events yes. mm-hmm. happen on Saturdays. Yeah. And, and also, yeah, we have the live YouTube bird cam. So if you go to YouTube and search for Chapel Hill bird cam, you can see it there. 24-7. 24-7. Any advice to people that are thinking about, man, I need a bird feeder? Like, why shouldn't they just go to Lowe's and, and grab one or send their four-year-old to a class on Lowe's on Saturday yeah. and have a terrible bird feeder? I mean, you get what you pay for. The feeders we have are designed to last. And with um, all due respect, nobody knows anything about birds in Lowe's. I mean, the chances are, yeah. you're shopping for that, somebody's walking by. Whereas you come in your shop and you get Chuck and Alicia right. yeah. and the community. Right. And our staff, too. I mean, we spend yeah. a lot of time training our staff. That's one of the things I was so thankful for. When I had the first desire to go get a birdhouse back in last year, I went into Lowe's and I bought one that looked like a little church. Yeah. Like, oh, it's so cool. I brought it to the house and it, yeah. just, it just fell apart and the yeah. birds didn't know how to deal with it. And then I thought, oh my gosh. So it happens to a lot of churches. I, church they split. fall apart. <laughs> uh, you know, too much diversity of birds. They're know. fighting over the, yeah, <laughs> a little church. But then I ended up going to the bird store. I'm like, wait a minute. There's community here. Like we talk about on this podcast, building community, going in and finding like-minded people and, and having a place to go, mm-hmm. you know, that third place or whatever, and, um, especially for a hobby. And a lot of the feeders do have lifetime guarantees, and they do cost more, but if you consider this is the last time you're going to have to buy this feeder. Yeah, then if you want uh, the best. Exactly. Why suffer? And yeah. Well, plus, you guys have a membership program. Is that correct? We do. Yeah, Tell for, us a little about that. Yeah, for uh, $25 a year, you save uh, 15% on bird food every day. When we have seed sales, you get an extra 5% off the sale price. Every $200 you spend, you get $10 back in bird bucks that you can spend on the store like cash. And every month we do special promotions. For and, and, if you live, and if you live east of the Mississippi and you're on crutches, Chuck will deliver it to your house. <laughs> <laughs> Personally after work. Yeah, no. Thanks, Chuck. Thanks so much for coming on. Tell well, us about your business. Appreciate well, it. That was my pleasure. Everybody have a great day. We love making this stuff for you. You can help us out by subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. Get unstuck, tell a better story, and have a good answer to the question, what are you doing today?